in a format where people try to always be right, we're comfortable being mostly wrong. Welcome to Mostly Wrong, a miscellaneous media podcast covering a variety of topics, including, but not limited to, TV, movies, books, comics, games, and anything else we happen to be interested in from week to week. We will most certainly discuss spoilers, so proceed at your own risk. With that boilerplate out of the way, joining me tonight is Mark Jackson, and only Mark Jackson. Hi. Oh, hi, Mark. Ryan is... Oh, hi, Matt. (laughs) I like your enthusiasm. Thank you. I need that energy (laughs) to feed off, especially since we're missing a dude. As usual, I'm not bringing a lot of the table this week, but it is going to be a cornucopia, a grab bag, if you will, of topics supplied by Mark. So I'll try to do my best to banter with him over it, uh, protract it to the maximum degree. Um, Yeah, you know, I try to bring content to this show. No one says the quality, but it's content nonetheless. It's definitely not the quality. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that that being said, why don't you pick out on this list, like, what do you want to start with? And we'll discuss. Well, I know in the past we've talked a lot about Guild Wars. Mm-hmm. And uh, while that is still um, something I'm playing periodically... Um, I decided to try and go back to Final Fantasy XIV. You know, um, so, they just had their new expansion. Okay, that's and, one reason. But have you run out of like interest currently in Guild Wars? Were you a little burnt out? I think I got a little burnt out. That's probably what it, is. it has nothing to do with the game itself. I think I was just playing a lot of it, and I wanted to step away from it for a little bit. I'll come back to it for sure. Well, you know what? I think this is actually a good time since it's just you and me to talk about your gaming psychographic in MMOs. Like that that comprises a pretty serious part of it. It's not necessarily that you play them the most, but it's something you like the most, right? Yeah. I, I, I have like this, uh, I don't know. I need it in my life. (laughs) I don't know if that's World of Warcraft. Well, actually, it started before World of Warcraft because I played uh, uh, Dark Age Camelot with Ryan. Before that, I played. I dabbled in EverQuest, and before that, I dabbled in Ultima Online. Wow! Which I think was probably the first MMO I've tried. Okay. And it probably. Which dates back um, to what? Is that late nineties, mid nineties? Yeah, late ni- late nineties. Yeah. Okay. There was a couple guys that worked with me at circuit city that played it and i was uh invited Mm -hmm. to join them it was really interesting because they were way higher level than (laughs) i was and they had like because you could build houses anywhere on the map yeah and they had a house on this island called fire island right and they they invited me and teleported me there and this is the game this is the game that you see all the memes about where like you see level one people dying to like uh crabs or like uh rats yeah so fire island was kind of foreboding right yeah because there was actually like fire elementals on there and stuff that like was way beyond uh, level one so they they knew what they were doing when they invited you pretty much yeah but then uh 
So I created my own character from mm-hmm. scratch and started in one of the starting areas. And I think that's where my my desire for the always on, always changing um, gameplay that is an MMO. Well, can you kind of, I don't know, can you dial into like what the root of it is? What it about it is about them that like grabs you so much? Oh, I guess a good way to do it to like turn it to make it less vague is like, how would you see yourself selling somebody on an MMO? (laughs) Uh, The thing is, I feel like today Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to sell people on MMOs. People have heard of World of Warcraft, and they've Mm -hmm. heard so all you have to do is invoke that name, and people know exactly what you're talking about. For better or for worse, yeah. I think back in the day, like the early days of MMOs, it was much much more difficult because then you'd be like, okay, so I'm playing this RPG that's constantly online (laughs) and with millions of other people, and it doesn't there's no ending it just keeps going right and people be like what what why always online i have dial up right (laughs) right and yeah those were back in the modem days and early (laughs) dsl days 56k (laughs) yeah um so it was much more difficult time back then um of course you know i just had you know our uh, us i didn't really have to sell it much mm-hmm. you know um, i don't know i was always just curious because i mean <clears throat> that's your history with it but then you've basically played every major mmo since not every one of them sticks with you and most of them don't stick around in general so mm-hmm. no I, honestly i didn't yeah so i tried a whole bunch of them and i dabbled in a whole bunch of them leading up to Mm-hmm. world of warcraft but world of warcraft was the first one that i kind of stuck with right now yes since then i've tried you know star wars uh the old republic online i tried um wild fire oh wild star wild star yeah mm-hmm. tried that one um i tried the warhammer one you've done um, like uh star trek too right i know star yeah, wars I obviously tried... but star trek yeah I tried Star Trek. That's still going on, by the way. Well, I've, I'm surprised. Like, if you look into a lot of them, <laughs> most of them are in, like, some free-to-play mm-hmm. capacity. Right. Um, I tried City of Heroes. I tried a bunch of a bunch of different ones. But the one I always kept going back to was World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. So, up until recently. <laughs> right. Well, there's but, always um, a chance you could go back. But anyway, since you brought up Final Fantasy XIV. So... Before I even started playing Guild Wars 2, I wanted to try out Final Fantasy XIV because of everybody jumping ship to that at mm-hmm. the time. Um, I wanted to see what it was all about. And I figured now's a good time as any. Mm-hmm. So I tried it out. Now, the first 50 levels or so, the Realm we Reborn portion of it is free to play. Right. So I didn't feel like there was like... I didn't have it like I had I didn't have an excuse you know um so I tried it um and I was really liking what I what I saw now it's it's definitely um similar like uh, the the combat system is tab targeting it feels very World of Warcraft-ish 
Um, the the only thing that that um, like the story is what really drives this thing. This mm-hmm. thing has a really good story. The campiness of it caught me off guard. Right. Um, I guess I I should have seen it coming, being a you know a Final Fantasy game and a Japanese game at that. Yeah, it's very but, anime. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's like some really really campy moments um (laughs) (laughs) that i wasn't that just really caught me off guard so you had to kind of get past the aesthetic to an extent well yeah i had to get through i could thankfully it's not um it doesn't happen very often Mm -hmm. it i think they're they do a good job of spacing the camp out (laughs) um well some people are almost exclusively for the camp that's like right because a lot of people find mmo gameplay kind of generic or bland or vanilla and how it's dressed up is what matters to them right right and i you know what honestly after a while i got used to it and i kind of found it endearing right um kind of like how world of warcraft has that like um humorous undertones to Mm -hmm. it too um but it was the i think the thing that really kind of um the look of the game there's there's a real good quality uh, what's the word i'm looking for the world of warcraft the way it looks Mm -hmm. the aesthetic um this one is while it looks nice and stuff it's kind of more it feels more washed out Hmm. so So less vibrant in general yeah yes less vibrant um i had to get used to that okay um but i really like the job system which is basically the class system Mm -hmm. you can be any class and you can level them up anytime you want you can go back and pick any one and you can swap two of them so how many levels in are you i'm 41 okay um from what i've heard everything starting with the expansions past the realm reborn is supposed to get better and better correct so, and th- so yes you have to kind of put you could you could um boost uh, buy a story skip and jump straight past and skip all of realm reborn but i honestly, think for a first time like you really need to do that leveling up the legit way because you get you get to see how the game works and Mm -hmm. operates um they uh so yeah if i think if you skip that you're doing yourself a disservice yeah um because also the realm reborn story is good Mm -hmm. it's everything in between that's kind of that kind of bogs you down a little bit but i hear the expansions they they're better at doing that right you through it but so you just got to kind of force your way through the the early one through fifty, and they I guess uh, streamlined the leveling that that leveling experience from one to fifty, so it's not as um, not as slow <clears throat> as it used to be. Well, yeah, so not unlike WoW, right? They right, revamped right. a few times, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm really enjoying it. I really like it. Um, the um you hear a lot about how like the um the community for final fantasy is really good mm-hmm. and i'm here to say that yes it is not much like, uh, it is such a fresh uh uh, uh what's the phrase um breath of fresh air breath of fresh air that uh coming from wow to this everybody 
everybody is friendly. You ask questions. People are helpful. <laughs> you do dungeons and you say, hey, I've never done this before. Like, all right, no, cool, awesome. We'll show you the ropes and blah, blah, blah. Um, there's a lot of... A lot of the dungeons have cutscenes, <laughs> and people will actually wait for you, <laughs> and won't be dicks about it. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I know, right? So, is there right. no competitive element to Final Fantasy XIV at all? Because, like, like, WoW has like PvP, right? So you'll there, have people trying to gear up towards that end. Obviously, it's different kinds of gear, but there's no inherent competition within the player base, right? There, there are there is PvP, but it's not the focus. Okay. Like, um, the story is what's the focus, and I think that's why people appreciate are okay uh, with uh, letting new new players watch the the, the cutscenes because it's all part of the story, and the story is the biggest part of this game. Mm-hmm. So they understand that, yeah, you should watch these these before you do it. Right. Um. But uh, yeah, I've not run into a single bad, bad person, and I've done several dungeons. You have to kind of do dungeons as part of some of the main uh, story quests. Well, and I think like you should, right? That's a major component to the game, and you're missing out. Right. I mean, and you're also missing the group content. So I mean, you're supposed right. that's what's the MMO, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And the des- the 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 dungeon design is pretty is really good. Um, I feel like uh, I mean, there's some that are that maybe take 20 minutes but then there's somewhere it's just a single boss you join you the whole dungeon is one boss fight i love that uh, yeah so yeah. is it so are there instances that are just dungeons and then are there like raid style multi-tier stuff like world of warcraft i haven't done any of the raids because i okay. haven't gotten that far but yes there mm-hmm. now um there are also things called guild leaves and um, stuff like that, mm-hmm. where they're like little mini uh, instanced uh, group combat, almost like the scenarios. Yeah, yeah, but they're like they're they're a little bit shorter, and uh, and usually it's consists of one boss fight again. Okay. But uh, you, that you now they have something called a. It's basically the the dungeon finder, but it's called like a, a, a roulette system. So basically, you can just click a button and it will randomly put you in. Uh, it will you'll get into like a looking for group channel thing, and it will put you either into one of those or a dungeon, whatever becomes available first. Good. And there's like a if you do that for the first time in a day, there you get like bonus XP or whatever. Um. So are, but, uh, is there a yes. is there a role system like World of Warcraft tank DPS uh, healing? There is, but it's more um, it's more streamlined. I feel like uh, I could actually tank. I feel like I could actually heal. It's not as, oh, it's less strictly regimented. Then you don't have to be yes. a tank. Sign up to be a tank, and then you'll be no, destroyed by is. mobs. Okay, okay, you you could still do that, but it's easier to tank. I don't want to say easier. Um, it's less complicated than while tanking or while healing. Okay. Um, from my understanding, now I don't. Ha- I have a tank and I don't have a healer. But from my understanding, there is. You don't have to constantly be building threat. Mm-hmm. Um, there's. I think there's like one or two buttons you have to press. Really. All right. Um, and also. I mean, 
I know I haven't gotten that far, but I, I very rarely die. Right. Um, and uh, like I said, a lot of the runs that I've gone through and dungeons and stuff, everybody there is really helpful. I, you get sometimes you'll get people, you get these speedrunners that just want to plow through things, but mm-hmm. most of the time, uh, I just say, "Hey, this is my first time," and everybody's like, "All right, we'll take it easy. We'll take it go go slowly," and nobody cares. Everybody's <laughs> just like, "Let's let's have fun. Let's do this." Yeah, that's anathema um, to World of Warcraft, where it's just go 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 go, asshole. Yeah, right, right. Um, as a matter of fact, um, you know, in some of the other podcasts I listen to, where they where they've been talking about this, I've never, I've not experienced this, but some other people have, where they've actually been in it got into a dungeon in in final fantasy 14 with a clearly a wow um refugee (laughs) who clearly tries to do pull some of the wow stuff Mm -hmm. in these and then they just basically like not not lay into him but they're like hey man whoa back off a little bit you know (laughs) slow your roll nice you know they kind of put him in his place they put them in their place so it's, uh, I mean, it's, I'm really enjoying it. I've, uh, I've got a, he's, uh, I'm on, finally got my, um, advanced job. Mm-hmm. So I started off as a rogue and, uh, once you hit 30, you can go to your, some of the advanced jobs unlock. Mm-hmm. So I, ninja became available and i was like nice. heck yeah i'm gonna be a ninja <laughs> <laughs> so i went and uh uh started ninja and i and i was reading because there's a samurai job right that comes available at 50 and i'm thinking i might switch to that once i hit uh hit 50 but um then there's like a um with the new endwalker expansion there's a new job called a reaper mm-hmm. um so like a necromancer that, maybe I don't know. They have a their weapon is a scythe. Clearly, the scythe <laughs> or scythe, yeah. however you say that. Okay, and they look pretty badass. So I think at seventy, that will be my job that I switch to. Okay, but I'm 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 in. I'm, I'm liking it. So is this basically neither one is better? This is equivalent in enjoyment to Guild mm-hmm. Wars. It's just a different flavor. Just a different flavor. Yeah, okay. and. It it is of the two games of Guild Wars and this. This is the most WoW adjacent. Really? Yeah. Um, so I feel like um, coming if you're a WoW player, you can definitely pick this up and and get into it. The thing is, one thing I would recommend, mm-hmm. and this is like recommended by most people, uh, if you start at level one. You don't need to do all the side missions that you find. You right. only need to do, focus on the main story and your job quest. Right. Um, any of the blue icons above people's heads, if they're blue, Optional. do them. If they're, okay, yeah. so those are required. No, those those you want to do because okay. some of them may also unlock features. Mm-hmm. So you want to do those just to unlock those. So anything, any icon above somebody's head who's blue... You want to do those. If they're green, you can you could do them if you want, but there's no reason to. It's more of like completionist I'm, mindset. Right, right. I'm uh, doing just the story missions and those blue icons, and I've I'm out leveling the story. So I'm like, 
I'm like ten levels higher than I should be. Um, but it's not. I, I'm not. I'm not bothered by that, and that's probably why I, I'm not dying because the stuff I'm doing, the content I'm doing, is below level. But um, it's still fun. The story is good, even with the Realm Reborn, which I've heard is the weakest of the stories. It's still really good. Hmm. Um, it's got some really. <laughs> interesting characters and yeah I'm, I'm enjoying it and what sucks right now is that it's in, uh, near impossible to play right now it's just servers are overloaded yeah I, I just tried before um, we started the show tonight just to see if I could and they're, get in they're a pay to play I mean, too right it's a subscription based game isn't yeah, it? yeah okay. yeah uh, I was in a queue of 4175 unbelievable yeah, last night when I tried, I was in a queue of 5,000. Yeah, I mean, I've heard nothing. I've, this game has been, like, so, crazy popular. I just didn't realize it was that yeah. much. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I know they're they're working on it and and stuff, but thank God I got other things I can be doing, playing and stuff like that, because if this was, if this was the one thing I was focused on, right. I'd be, like... <laughs> I'd be chomping <laughs> at the bit. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I, I've yeah. tried that a little bit a couple of years ago and on the PS4 because it's available there. And mm-hmm. I ran into some technical difficulties, so I never gave it a serious shot. But I've always liked Final Fantasy. I, I feel like I'd like to get back to it. Um, but I don't know. If, if you I'm... play, let me know what. Uh, let me know, and I'll let you know what server or a data center they call them. We're does on. it uh, scale like Guild Wars does? Mm-hmm. okay so we yeah, could play scaled. together it would normalize our yeah. okay mm-hmm. all right so yeah um it's a lot of fun dude uh i uh it's gonna feel overwhelming at first because it was for me because there's so much they throw well that's that's an mmo i was having that problem with guild wars to be honest and it feels worse well, it's more it's more than guild wars really so yeah you just kind of have to uh just focus on that's what i had to keep telling myself is focus on the blue stuff don't focus on you're gonna see a ton of green exclamation marks over everybody's head just focus on the blue blue ones all right um but yeah i'm really enjoying it um i so much so that i uh watched the i don't know if you've heard of this but there's a on youtube there's a three-part series um no clip i guess mm-hmm. series where they talk about um final fantasy 14 and how it it's disastrous start and then it's redemption mm-hmm. it's one um, of the bigger redemption stories in video games yeah it is it really is and it's amazing uh the turnaround on this is amazing like i I knew the game existed, but I never, I didn't realize. So you didn't know its whole backstory about how it crashed and right. burned? Okay. Right, right. Because I was so focused on World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, with World of Warcraft uh, having this issue, suddenly my eyes are opened up to all these <laughs> other games that I just wasn't paying attention to because of it. You were and... once blind, but now can see all the other right. <laughs> <laughs> What a revelation. Exactly. yeah so uh that's probably for the um, best anyway i mean it's nice to have a couple different things to bounce around from mm -hmm. right 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 so none of Um, them will get stale right 
I went ahead and got the, uh, the now. Um, I went ahead and got the expansion back in August, so I got Heaven's Ward and um, what's the mm-hmm. next one after it? Uh, whatever the one after Heaven's Ward is, um, and I probably will get Endwalker. Um, well, when it's more relevant it. to you, right? Like you when know. it's more relevant, yeah. I mean, there isn't really anything uh, that it brings to the table that you that it would affect me right now. Right. Okay. So, um, well, yeah. So, um, so other than Final Fantasy, I tr- I dabbled in some more on the Halo Infinite multiplayer. That's that's still fun. You know, um, it's funny about that. I'm going to represent Ryan right now, and okay. he was saying that he jumped into it and had the exact opposite experience. Really? Yes, he went into it and he felt like. What? How did he put it? That it was sluggish. He felt like he was running through mud when he was moving around. He just felt like it wasn't snappy enough, and he didn't enjoy the multiplayer whatsoever. Now the thing is, that sounds very contrary. Like the people, the problems, the multitude of problems people have with the game right now don't usually relate to the gameplay. Usually, that's been no, pretty unassailable. It's 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 with the battle pass and the. Uh... Um, progression part of it that there everybody seems to be up in arms about which the gameplay there everybody is enjoying now i guess mileage may vary he he but, even admitted though he was in kind of like a maybe a contrarian mood maybe not open to the experience to begin with so okay. i think he's gonna have to touch it again but so you can only play the multiplayer right did the campaign just come out today yeah today i haven't tried it yet and it's on chance. game pass right so correct so it's incredible i i know i have no excuse do you know if it's going to be on pc game pass yep it is oh shit that means and i can play there's it. cross play oh okay mm-hmm. yeah too bad that there's no co-op that's my only gripe with it well one of two it's gripes. Coming. the second gripe is that whole save state thing where you can't save scum you can only play did you hear about that Yes, and it's coming. They've already announced I know. that that's coming too. But the thing so is, it's kind of like I, I felt like it's a moot, moot point because it's an open world game. Mm-hmm. That that's what people need to realize. This isn't like previous Halos where you 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 got checkpoints and levels. Yeah, there are checkpoints in this, mm-hmm. but it's an open world game like. Um, Witcher Three or well, um, so Creed. I was listening to Giant Bomb today. And Jeff Gersman, okay. who's like the resident... Prove me wrong. Well, it's not about proving you wrong. <laughs> but what he was saying was that it's not a conventional open world game. And that it's almost... So you have open world segments that you play okay. through. And then you almost go into what you would like an instanced level for mission-based stuff. Interesting. Okay. So you can... Well, there's like open, like the hub. And there's sections of it that aren't open until you do a story mission which is isolated uh, you do the okay. story mission and you get that much more of the world to run around in it's almost like you can do progression in the hub world and then go into an instance campaign or story mission which is separate from the overworld itself if that makes oh, any sense that's interesting. okay so he said and that's how he defended the save issue is that the campaign stuff, the way it plays out is it's trivial. Like, you shouldn't need to have multiple saves. 
He said it didn't affect him at all. And they wiped his because he's a reviewer. So he's going to have to start all over again. And he's, he's, he said that the best thing he can say about it is it didn't discourage him at all. And he's getting ready to jump right back and play it again from the beginning. Well, I mean, if the gameplay is fun and mm-hmm. the, it's, if the game itself is, yeah, that shouldn't really matter, right? And honestly, like I don't mind the approach if it's only partially open world because it, those two modes of gameplay will mix it up. So even if there are linear yeah. levels, it'll be a breath of fresh air to get out of the linear level and just kind of run around. So I think that's a smart design decision. And knowing now that it's on PC Game Pass, I'm (laughs) going to be trying it Friday. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I know the co-op, it doesn't exist. uh, And I guess now I have, you know, before I didn't really have a reason to for Mm -hmm. co-op. But last night I uh, I didn't put it on the show notes, but last night I uh, downloaded the uh, Master Chief Collection. Oh yeah, and that's a chunky played, download. Played um, the original ass OG ass Halo <laughs> with my daughter <laughs> uh, together, and she was having fun, and I was having fun. So I guess now I have a reason to do you know to want co op in um, Infinite, but I can wait. You know, I'm yeah. I'm cool with playing it myself first and mm-hmm. for me. You know, Halo is obviously the multiplayer, right? And my era was one, two, and a little bit of three. And, you know, like, Chris and I, our friend Chris, would literally play it every day when we were supposed to be working for the cable company. And prior (laughs) to that, with Halo 1, I used to work for the airport in between loading planes. I said I was being paid to professionally play Halo because we would play them for one or two hour stretches in between planes. So I would play Halo probably, I don't know, 20 hours a week, you know, at minimum while at work. (laughs) And And it's a great multiplayer. Well, the multiplayer was great, but I also that the way that game worked for me was co-op. I did play it solo, but the co-op campaign stuff, once Cole, my son, became old enough, we played that together endless times and so i kind of miss that that's not an option right now but what's the timeline like february march i think that's what they said i i'd have to look it up again so there doesn't even need to be a rush like there's no reason to to blow through the campaign anyway so i could get my foot in and then try again you know later with somebody else maybe you right exactly (laughs) (laughs) so what else you got we're actually blowing through the time surprisingly um so moving on away from video games, because mm-hmm. um, that's really kind of, and I played more Forza, and I, we don't need to get back into that. Get back into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I played some more VR, but yeah. Um, moving out of the realm of video games, back uh, I started watching um, Curb Your Enthusiasm and Seinfeld. I've never seen any of either of those, and <laughs> I wanted to see if I would. I mean, Wild. obviously, I've heard of them. No, no, uh, clearly. But you've never watched Seinfeld? Uh-uh. I never was a big fan of it. Right. Yeah, well, I felt the same back then. Recently, not recently, but probably in the last 15 years, I grew an appreciation for it. But when I was younger, well, I just thought they were a bunch of pricks. I was like, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's that was my, my impression, too. And I decided to start watching Seinfeld yeah. and I made it through season three and now I get it. Yeah. And I, I it was the same thing for me. Yeah. And that 
was like, okay, I'm going to, I keep hearing good things about Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb Your Enthusiasm to me is much better. Like, I I feel like it's the concept evolved and like realized to its most pure form because Larry David is the spirit of Seinfeld. Right. Exactly. And so I started all like season one. Yeah. That's like 1999, 2000. Right. So like a long time ago, Mm -hmm. but, um, there's some recognizable faces in there, oh, like the dude from uh, the father that's in uh, the Goldbergs. It's like yep. his like best it's friend. His, yeah, isn't he like his agent too? I can't remember right Our now. Our agent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's his agent, but friend. And then um, uh, there was an episode. I think it was called Porno Porno Gill. Um, I think it was episode four, and it was uh, Bob Odenkirk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It was so good. Yeah, the thing is, like, for me, the goodness of it lives in my memory is, like, this nebulous thing because it's been so long since I've watched it. And they're still making it. Like, they just released a new season. So exactly. I have, like, four seasons to catch up on, and I'd probably be best served just to start at the beginning. Yeah. I I wanted to start at the beginning because I wanted – I didn't want to jump in Mm -hmm. and not know – Is your wife – is Sarah liking it? I okay, so I was watching these on my own. It's all this coming. She got home. Uh, there was an episode that I was watching. Forget which one it was, or what it was called. But the start of it is Larry David by himself in his in his house watching football, mm-hmm. and into the football game. And she comes home from like a four day vacation or, or trip to her parents in Florida. Yeah, and she walks in, and there's like two minutes left in the game. And she starts telling him about her her trip and everything, and he's constantly looking at the TV, and <laughs> eventually, like, complete completely like ignores her, and his focus is shifted to the, the TV, and she's like, "You know what? Never mind." And <laughs> um, and she walks in. Sarah walks in. So too real. It was too real. <laughs> that probably wasn't the best episode to uh sell her no absolutely on, not on, but <laughs> it was just kind of too relatable kind of <laughs> too relatable <laughs> but um but yeah so i'm really enjoying those i'm kind of watching them i'm on the side mm-hmm. um they're just they're good yeah they're really good understatement but um, definitely right right um I have an update on the whole Wheel of Time thing. Uh-oh. So, um, we we are all caught up on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past episode was boring as hell. <laughs> so, this would be episode number... Five. Okay. Um, Just a lot I, of t- talking heads. I could not... Yes, it was a lot of talking heads, but not... There were episodes like that in Game of Thrones. But well, in any in good drama, a... that can actually be the strongest part. But the, if the writing's mm-hmm. not there, the dialogue. It was your vo- you and Ryan's voice were going through my head the whole time about how like you know it, the world doesn't li- look lived in. Um, like their clothes are too clean. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a clothes from like an hot topic or something like that. <laughs> I don't think we said that. A, I don't think you said that, but that I added that. No, it almost um, looks like Renaissance fair stuff. Like Renaissance fair. That's, that's even better. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And I also talked to my coworker, Paul about it. Cause he was watching it too. And he's like, this sounds like a, this show seems like a wannabe Lord of the Rings. Yeah. 
um, like the city they made it to in episode five, um, Tarvalon, which is where the white uh, tower is for the Aes Sedai. Uh, he, was, he was like, it looks too much like Minas Tirith from yeah. Lord of the Rings. And then you got like a giant volcano in the background. <laughs> He's like, you even got Mount Doom back there. It's like, oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> so, uh, but I was reading, I went on reddit and some other stuff and was doing some reading Mm -hmm. i wanted to see if i you know i mean it seems like it's split 50 50 there's even you know people either like it or don't like it and even book there are of that 50 50 you got book book readers that like it even though that they are aware that there are some changes they still appreciate the show Mm -hmm. So I don't know. And then everybody was saying that the sixth episode, this Friday's episode, is the episode that Brandon Sanderson said it was his favorite. Okay. So I don't I guess gotta take that with a grain of salt because that could just be marketing. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't think he'd necessarily be a shill, but it's one of those deals where like he's deeply entangled with the series since he Mm -hmm. finished it. And so he's definitely not unbiased. And none of the fans are, right? So my take on it is that you know everybody is going to have a different expectation what they want and some people and we talked about this offline you and i are both pretty hungry for a fantasy series yes because absolutely you know what fantasy series with like long running ones with a decent budget don't happen for the most part and so like right. if this one doesn't work for us what's our next option lord of the rings next year Right. And then post that, like, is there anything else? And I think there's a lot of people that are going to forgive a lot because they just want that. They want that genre. They want that flavor. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like I'm, like, condescending to people like it. Like, well, it's not good. But if you have to like it, it's because it's all you've got. Like, I'm sure there's people that legitimately like it. Right? There's people that legitimately like tons of things that I don't like. But it's not to my taste. How many more episodes are left? eight there's eight total episodes in the in your so on six no five, five. would just with just last week yeah so what i'm gonna do is i will give it an honest shot once it runs its course and just mm-hmm. kind of shotgun it and really leave my final judgment until i watch the entire first season because i'm gonna that's how much i want to have a fantasy series to enjoy right i'm going to if Brandon Sanderson says the next episode is good, <laughs> I'm going to watch it. If if it's not great, I don't know. I don't know if I'll continue or not. So five was so unappealing just, that another one like that might just kill your interest. Yeah. What about the what about yeah. the audiobook scenario? Are you st- not reading that anymore? Yeah, I stopped reading it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this marks every- how many how many attempts? Both right. Uh, this would be this would be the third attempt. All right. Um, I've already gone through it once, mm-hmm. um, so going through it again it hasn't given me any. Um, honestly, I like. I think I like the show better than the book. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Okay. Wow. Um, I like Faint the changes praise. they made. I like the changes that they did make in the, in the show. Uh-huh. I feel like the characters. Okay, poor writing aside, I think the characters are better in the show than they are in the book. 
Right. And now I hear I, I've like from several different sources that the first book is by far the weakest of all the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that two is really where it starts getting really good, and then from there it just goes up. Right. Now, I don't know if that what that means uh, uh, for the show anyway. Would that mean that our second season, which will take place, uh, the book two, will be should be better since they're already doing a season two? I don't know, hmm. um, but I don't know. Um, just reading the book or listening to the book, the way the characters are written or the way the characters act just seems very. I don't know. I don't like. I don't. I don't know. They just seem really dull. All. yeah yeah and that's honest. kind it, of the worst thing you can say to the show's credit they've definitely made the characters more interesting right um matt especially um i feel like matt is just your uh in the book he's your typical like he was pippin or mary mm-hmm. um they're where they're just like uh pranksters and the happy-go-lucky fuck up right right now in the show he's not like that no they definitely um, gave him some edginess with like his whole yes, messed up yeah. family right um and Egwene in the show is m- a much stronger character mm-hmm. than in the book but that being said um, it still wasn't gripping you recent in the recent episode yeah no because the reason it kind of did it kind of did some um, Game of Thrones, like late season Game of Thrones things with the teleportation, <laughs> or like <laughs> what do you mean? Pe- like where people are suddenly at places that should have taken distances, but suddenly they're there. Right. Like, and there was one jarring scene um, where a character <laughs> finds in this giant city another character and. The scene just before that, you see the character that finds this other, the other character in a building talking to another character, and suddenly they're in... I don't know. It was just a really weird jump. It, yeah. You know, it, it felt like a bad edit. Like, maybe they, were, they had some stuff that they needed to cut out for time, but it, and it was just a poor, poorly done edit. It right. just felt jarring. Um, I think sometimes um, because of the criticisms of Lord of the Rings with all the traveling shots, they have a tendency, they they go mm-hmm. too far the other way. Right, right. And, and yeah. honestly, I like the traveling shots. I like setting a sense of space, you know, to a thing. Right, because the world needs to be felt big. And mm-hmm. right now it feels small. Right. And that's why... Um, that's where Game of Thrones also suffered a little bit in the latter seasons yeah. was that it, it didn't feel as big. Like people were going from the wall to um, uh, oh gosh, the big city the in Game of Thrones. Ah, help me out. I can't. I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> it's been it's been ten years since I read the books well, and I fell off season we're... three, so where the throne is uh <laughs> that city is the city called game <laughs> if ryan were here he would be like on it yeah well i think anybody listening to this is probably on it and probably pulling their eyeballs out like screaming I know, at the, at the I know. radio anyway i mean 
that that city is all the way in the south of this con- giant continent, and the the wall is all the way north, and people are getting there in like half an episode. It's just like, uh, yeah, no, that wouldn't take that long. It would take <laughs> a lot longer than that. Which but is anyway. honestly like a trivial issue. King's Landing. King's Landing. <laughs> Thank you. God. Throneville. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So yeah. So yeah. That's about all enough I want to say about wheels. Okay. Good. We're done forever. <laughs> um. Just I added this in because I saw that Ryan had had started this show too. Um. I don't have much to say on it because we've only watched the one episode. Uh. It's there's a on Apple TV. Uh. There's a show called um, the Shrink Next Door. Starring? It has uh. Paul Rudd and uh, Will Ferrell, hmm. and uh, Will Ferrell is a fabric um, mogul. Yeah, he, he inherited his uh, fabric uh, company from his dad, hmm. and he's running it in the eighties. So, like the the show starts, or the first episode starts in twenty ten. Right. Uh, you see Paul Rudd, who's like. Uh, uh, living in this opulent mansion and having a party and he's going around talking to all these people and uh he he goes to get a picture with this uh with this lady and um the one guy you know doesn't figure out how to use the camera or whatever and he gets another person to take his picture Mm -hmm. and you don't see the you just see the back of this person taking a picture and he's it looks like he's like a janitor or works on the grounds of this of this mansion right and um uh and he's just being a real dick to him and then as he walks away you see this character later in the evening when everybody's gone he's going around like uh uh vandalizing the yard and starts digging holes in the yard and then it cuts okay. to 1982 and that's where you first see will ferrell and that's where he's working at, uh, at this, uh, running this fabric shop. Okay. And he has this like really anti-social, uh, and he's uh, got like a bunch of like uh, he's like nervous around people and doesn't handle um, uh, um, conflict well. Mm-hmm. So like you see him in one scene um, where with an angry customer or client where he. Uh, can't handle it and starts to sweat and then like he goes in the back and hides and basically has a panic attack hmm. and his sister has to come in and take care of him. So is he playing she... his younger self in 82? Who? Will Ferrell's Will, Will Ferrell, yeah. He's, he, well, you're not supposed, I don't think you're supposed to know it's Will Ferrell um, that's the groundskeeper of the house with Paul Rudd. Spoilers. Because you're but um, he ends up seeing a, his sister recommends he go see a shrink. Mm-hmm. So he goes to see a shrink and the shrink turns out to be Paul Rudd. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, so anyway, it seems like it's going to be pretty interesting. And you kind of get the sense that uh, Paul Rudd's going to do end up taking this guy's life or something or do something to him, because clearly that's will ferrell in the in 2010 uh who's no longer clearly a fabric mogul or anything like that and not living in a a, a you know as rich as he was okay so I'm, want- I'm completely baffled by what this is but 
based on Paul Rudd and maybe Will Ferrell, I'm going to give it a shot. I already have a, a subscription to Apple Plus. But I've never heard of this at all. Yeah, I don't even know I, what to make just, of what you're telling me. <laughs> I, I Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Is it a dramedy? Is it a dark comedy? I've only seen the one episode. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so that's why I, 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 I should. I mean, I. That's why I said I don't have really much to go yeah, on. Yeah, I never. Um, you've never been more accurate was, with your assessment. <laughs> I was kind of hoping if Ryan would have more to say, so I could like go, "Hey, I want. I just started it too." Well, if this makes you feel I mean, better. I'll have watched it by next time, so we can talk about okay. it. <laughs> um. The other thing, I've watched more episodes of this, the the next thing. Um, we started watching Ghosts on um, CBS or Paramount Plus. Okay. So it's it's a, um, I guess it's based on, I guess there's like a, uh, a British comedy series called Ghosts that this is based, the American version of. Oh, okay. Um, I've, that goes I've well like 10% of-, of the time, but this might be one of those instances. Well... I seen a commer- I saw the commercial for it while I've been watching football and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, CBS has been plastering this all everywhere. Right. Um, at first, I wasn't sure what kind of show it was. I mean, it, it looked kind of like it could be a sitcom kind so of. So let's cut to the chase. What kind of show is it? It's kind of like The Good Place. Okay. With ghosts. So it's that kind of show. All right. Where it's uh, uh, it's, it's got a satirical a edge to it. Yeah, it's exactly. It's not a sitcom. It's kind of like Parks and Rec, but it's not like a, um, um, uh, not like a, uh, documentary or anything like that where you got, it's, it's. The characters aren't talking to like the camera and. Correct. Okay. Correct. Not the office. Right. So this couple ends up, um, inheriting a mansion Mm -hmm. from her, um, her mother or aunt, right aunt or something. Sure. So they drive. They it's in the, in New York, uh, in upstate New York. So they drive from New York City to to go check out the house, and they end up and loving it enough that they stay. Mm-hmm. And they want to turn it in. They got the ideas of like turning this into a bed and breakfast. Um, but there's a bunch of ghosts that live in it. So. Okay. And eat. There's different types. Of, there's uh, several different ghosts. There's one that's like. Uh, uh, from the uh, uh, Revolutionary War. Okay. Uh, ghosts from different eras. The, okay. I wasn't sure yeah, if you were going to have like, different all, types of all ghosts. ghosts. Yeah, all the ghosts are... Uh, there's like six or seven of them. Mm-hmm. And they all can, they all are talking to each other. Like, they all see each other. And like each one of them has like... Like, there's a Viking one. <laughs> there's one that's got... That, that was clear... That uh, was um, a Boy Scout that has an arrow through his neck. And um, <laughs> then there, there's this other dynamic of there are cellar ghosts. Okay. That, uh, for whatever reason, uh, don't ever leave the cellar. And the ghosts right. that uh, live upstairs uh, don't like the ones that live downstairs. So there's like this like so dynamic. So they're like the creepy ghosts? <laughs> the, the ghosts yeah, that are they are creepy. The ghosts? Okay. They're, they're very weird, <laughs> but in a very comical way. Okay. Um, the the show surprised me because I wasn't sure what I was going going to be getting into with this. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked the commercials made it look really really campy. Right. Um, yes, there's some camp, um, but it's good camp, and it actually ended up surprising me. I ended up, I I really I'm enjoying it. 
we're five episodes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it just really like a good. standard half hour show? Yes, it's like yes, twenty minutes maybe. Half hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's—I don't know if you ever watched *Die Zombie*, but it's got that Rose McIver. She's I never the, watched uh, it, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she's the um, the wife. Okay. Um, she's the one that can currently who's living and could currently see the ghosts. Okay. There, something happens to her that allows her to see them. So she has this uh, interact. She can interact with them and talk and stuff like that with them. But her husband does not see them. That's always the trope, right? Like the unbelieving <laughs> right. husband. They're very tropey. Yeah. Very tropey. But he believes her, and it's just it's really it's really good. There's okay. like um, there's some very heartfelt stuff, and then there's some really um, really funny stuff. And I, I, Sarah and I and Olivia, we were all like went into this with very low expectations and came away like really enjoying it. So okay. I, it's, I, I can definitely recommend it. It's on Paramount plus, or you can watch it if you have cable on CBS. Okay. Um, I think the, it still may be going or it may, this first season may be over, but it's very popular. It seems like, and so I could see it continuing beyond just the first season. Well, I'm, I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's as much comedy as there used to be. So if this is at least halfway humorous, I'm kind of open mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, I was so glad that it wasn't a sitcom because I like if I get if we get into this and it's like a like a sitcom with ghosts and stuff like that with a laugh track, I'm gonna I'm gonna be ba- bouncing. <laughs> but no, we, I was pleasantly surprised. It wasn't like The Office where there's like a camera crew. It's more like um, it's more like uh, The Good Place. Okay, and well, that it's. I'm only interested because campy. of that. Yeah, it's just as campy and funny as The Good Place, I think. Yeah, The Good Place can be a lot for some people, but I really liked it, so... I We really enjoyed it. So, this is really good. I mean, like I said, there are some very campy, very, like, oh, uh, <laughs> moments, but there's also some really good, funny moments. Right. So, um, well, but, uh, since I don't have anything... <clears throat> really to tie it back to entertainment so we were watching uh hawkeye as it comes out oh yeah that's good yeah so have you caught up yet we're all caught up. oh okay. yeah we're caught up so that's pretty good um i'm not done with the current episode i'm only i'm like three quarters of the way through we got interrupted tonight so oh i haven't watched today's episode okay so i guess i'm not really technically caught up you're 100 <laughs> not caught up so <laughs> i'm enjoying it it's it's like fun and they're Mm -hmm. finally kind of doing justice to clint as a character which i'm happy about he's been such a non-entity like an mcu that it's nice to see Mm it you know it's not like earth shattering new they're not doing anything profoundly new it's kind of like the marvel formula still but it's good i will say that i i appreciate and i don't know if this i don't think this is a spoiler or anything but i I think i i appreciate (laughs) i really appreciate the fact that they kind of made him hard of hearing um, yeah, that was an interesting twist, um, and I didn't because also, if you think about it, him going through all of that stuff. Well, that montage exactly. I mean, yeah, it perfectly anyone. justified it. Like all those explosions, just feet from right. him. Right, and I thought that was like a a clever, clever thing, and I really appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Like that—that that was one thing I appreciated about like um, uh, the boys kind of do it a little bit. Where like they show the, uh, the true what like, uh, the true what's the word? Uh, I hate my brain. 
like it, like you see the the real side or the bad side of like superhero oh yeah um, aftermath how and dangerous and it actually would be how it would be so for them to show this is i think mc you know marvel trying you know doing a little bit of like yeah it's going to have a take its toll on those avengers who aren't uh superhuman mm-hmm. um, yeah and i've always liked when they focus on that because like superheroes are basically un- unflappable right like they bounce right. back from everything they bounce back even from death and mm-hmm. um they've even touched on it in the mcu now but there was a comic called damage control do they call that that in the mcu the the organization that's cleaning up the mess from the battle of new york i can't remember but I don't in remember. marvel comics I don't think so. there's an organization called damage control and it's literally a business that exists to clean up after superheroes like after superhero battles <laughs> and like business is good and it'll focus on like the bureaucracy of this corporation where you know they'll farm out the work to other lower level superheroes to help clean up and they'll scavenge you know leftover technology stuff like that and it's just kind of an interesting to see that other side of things and it's like honestly who would choose to live in new york with in the mcu you know with like alien attacks and constant superhero fights it just so it's interesting to see that like it's affecting people like on street Mm -hmm. level but right anyway you know they really should make a show based around that damage control yeah that would be I would watch that. that sounds, I agree. That like, sounds great. It is. And it, it can have the lower stakes and you can right. do those humorous shots of like they're having a conversation while Thor's like punching somebody through the building in the background. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah, even have I mean, to they be. Could do a hum- they could do a humorous take on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, it would just be kind of an interesting uh, to see it from that perspective. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like. That's why, uh, also why I think I appreciated like Daredevil, the the Netflix series, because he got the shit beat out of him, and it looked painful. Well, and, and that's that's true to the Daredevil experience. He's like the most beaten up superhero. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was just it, it, you know, it's good to it, it's good to see that, mm-hmm. and I, I I appreciated that in Hawkeye that they showed that he's you know, yeah, he's got some trauma now. Um, so that's good. I like that. I agree. Um, but yeah, Hawkeye, good. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> and then so next up, no more Marvel shows, but we're going to have, <clears throat> um, No Way Home, Spider-Man. Yep. I'll and be seeing that that Saturday. We'll be seeing it Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, there is no more Marvel stuff this year, right? This is yeah, the end of it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there'd be time. In, right. I think I don't think there's another movie until um, Doctor Strange. And then we've May. got the Ballad of Boba Fett on the Star Wars tip. So, yeah, I don't cautiously know what the optimistic Marvel show is after Hawkeye. Is it She-Hawk? I don't even know. I need to pull up that giant. Yeah. Spreadsheet. I mean, they have. yeah, we got we got Boba Fett um, coming out here very soon i think that's like the 29th though it's almost it's the end of the month so yeah other than that um i don't know i haven't been like really deep into anything i'm probably going to focus on halo a little bit on friday Mm -hmm. obviously i've been playing that death loop game um i actually (laughs) this is going to be real briefly i had sold my switch because i barely used it anymore 
Hmm. about two months ago and then i got like this wild hair that i wanted another one because of the oled and (laughs) so i did you actually find one i did find one it was like a drop on a gamestop and i managed to snag it so my quick and dirty review of it is um the screen is much much more crisp the deep the blacks are much deeper as oleds are it's like you'll get what you want in my opinion you know where the joy cons snap in on the rails i don't know if on your switch do you feel like they're a little loosey-goosey to some extent like they're not as tight as they could be um no i haven't run into that issue although i i I got mine late in the switch see i had a a launch switch and they were never tight they were never tight this whole system feels way more solid it just feels the problem i have with it though is they're known for uh, the joy cons drifting and it's the exact same joy con design i haven't had that problem with ironically not ironically coincidentally i've had that problem with the ps5 though and so really yes and it's both sticks and it's intermittent and sometimes i'll go two weeks without it ever happening and then sometimes i'll have like days where i have to constantly fight with it so I need to do something about getting it replaced, but their whole situation is like you ship it in. I might as well just buy another one in the meantime. Right. right. So that's been disappointing because the PS5 has been excellent for me outside of that. It's been a great Mm -hmm. system. Um, So OLED. My biggest problem with the Switch in general is I play undocked and the battery life sucks. Like basically if you're playing any like a fully 3d rendered game not just some like sprite based indie game mm-hmm. you can watch the battery drop life tick down like in real yeah. time it's like i'm 99 98 it's it's ridiculous and supposedly it's supposed to last three or four hours in my experience i get about two you know now did they improve that with the oled one no and they didn't claim to it's it's a better battery than the original launch and probably the version you have but it's just not where it needs to be yet and i'm probably going to do away with this one too um because (laughs) it it's got the problems my other one had and it's like i said the battery problem is my thing and it's so muddy like the graphics on it unless the game is designed for it like i have the witcher for it and it's admirable how well that game plays on it but it looks almost like a watercolor, like the color is smeared across the screen. And um, I don't know. What I think I'm going to do is I'm going to get that Steam. I mean, How does it look if you dock it? Does it look better when you dock Not it? Not much. No, it's negligible. Oh, okay. And so I, I'm not a graphic snob, but it's just it doesn't ac- accomplish what I want to accomplish. And it kind of gets in its own way. So yeah. I'm going to kind of hold out for the Steam Deck, I think. Because yeah, the OLEDs um, have value now, and I might as well just resell it for what I bought it for, and have that money. And then the Steam Deck looks really promising. It's gonna obviously you're that's probably not a product for you so much, but for it's a m- product for my 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 wife. Okay, um, we're thinking about getting one when it comes out, mm-hmm. so she has something to game on, because the computer that John is letting her borrow is not that great. Right, and. I can't justify spending. We can't justify spending thousands of dollars on a gaming PC for her. Right. Um, well, this is a perfect solution for you. This is in a theory, we'll see how it turns out, but it looks pretty great. Yeah. And I'm always, I've always been a portable gaming person. Like there were a lot of years, especially when I was younger, where I couldn't afford a console or a computer. 
in it, but I could afford like a Game Boy or a PSP, and that's what I played like the majority of the time. So right. Anyway, um, do you have anything else, sir? Um, I'm sure you have plenty more, but not necessarily for tonight. <laughs> uh, there was something I was thinking that it, that I was thinking of. Um, oh, shoot, I don't remember. Oh, oh, so uh, we're probably starting this weekend going to try and uh, go through and watch all the matrix movies again oh nice and lead up for this fourth one coming out yeah i'm definitely cautiously optimistic about it i'll be honest with you like i think i'm buying a little bit into the hype of it despite myself but (laughs) when i try to separate myself from that (laughs) i don't know how much i'm seeing in the trailers that are like actually grabbing me on its own as like new elements like he's got that force push power or something where they show him have you noticed that where he's like yeah he's using some kind of energy field with his hands where he was like deflecting bullets and shove somebody away but outside of that like i like that i don't understand what's happening from the trailer mm-hmm. and i'm, right. I'm just me hoping too. that like it i hope it's good <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean, it can't be any worse than those, the second and third movie, right? I mean, no. And see, the thing was, for those the redeeming factors, I didn't love the stories, but I did like the visual spectacle of them, the the action scenes, yes. even the badly done ones, like the thousand Mister Smith fight. Yeah, um, but I mean, okay, so if Mr. they Smith, had like Agent Smith, yeah, Agent Smith, yeah, if they'd, uh, I feel like if they had kept it two movies, and cut down on that entire really super long battle sequence with the um with the squids and the mm-hmm. uh the mechs because it just went on for too long mm-hmm. um cut out that entire rave scene from <laughs> rave in the cave scene. buddy yeah i never uh, hated it to the- that extent it just seemed superfluous right and some people argue that it's just like showing humanity like it's showing like this is what people are fighting for so they can be happy and free sure yeah making whatever off motion <laughs> it didn't work um, well as a but scene if they cut that out and cut some other things out and then just made it one movie so that you had the first movie which honestly is perfection in my opi- opinion perfection mm-hmm. um and then it had the second movie then yeah i think that that they were also uh, hurt by the fact like nobody knew what to expect with the first one so expectations were nowhere and then it just blew everybody out of the water and then then they were being crushed under that expectation with the second one right so this had that gives me some hope for this one there's been like what 20 20 years now between yes so 20 years i know um but so maybe that's enough time now that I could use some more matrix in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you're making a compelling case. So that comes out when I'm trying, I don't want it to, to set expectations. Too no, no. What because- I'm saying is I might revisit it myself. I've revisited, I think the first one recently, like in the last two mm-hmm. or three years and that held up. Um, but we'll see. So when's it coming yeah. out? Uh, Christmas day. And you can watch it at, in the theater or on HBO max day. Uh, day the day it comes okay so well we will HBO be definitely max doing it, it on hbo max yeah because mm-hmm. i i try not to go to the theater unless i have to these days same thing here um but w- one thing we're doing is we're probably going to introduce it to olivia mm-hmm. um as well 
So I feel like, yeah, there's there's language, but there isn't really anything in there that's it's like, PG too 13. bad. Yeah, it's R. But um, is it? Oh, yes, it yes, is. There's tons of violence. All three of them are R. Woo. <laughs> I guess it doesn't feel but, like an R-rated movie to me. Like not in the way right. that I think R-rated movies are. There's just a ton of violence. But I mean, we we introduced her to um, aliens and okay. Uh, okay. If you've done uh, that, then there's no um, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, I don't even know what you're thinking about. Then, like, th- those are clearly <laughs> much worse. She was laughing the whole time. Well, but, I'll tell you uh, what. Like, nightmare, did she uh, love that uh, scene uh, in the first Elm Nightmare on Elm Street where he like pulls the guy through the the um? No, no, it's not a guy. It pull he pulls the mother through the. And it's like a blow up doll. <laughs> she was so laughing so hard at that. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like really shocked and surprised that uh, Johnny Depp was in it because we had just watched uh, I mean Charlie he's like Chocolate Factory. he's like 20 years old that's his that. first like I think that's his first movie yeah it is um, definitely his death scene's kind of creepy still isn't it though oh what the the gallons and gallons and gallons yes. of blood sh- rushing up through the yeah the, I think it helped that we watched the making of before mm-hmm. watching that that they have on Netflix Okay, and she was uh, so she knew how they did that scene okay. where they had this. They basically had the room upside down on a rope, yeah, upside down, and they just ba- basically <clears throat> poured a bunch of gallons of like red paint, <laughs> liquid. Paint yeah, because I actually didn't watch that as a kid because I was too scared. So the first time I watched it was at somebody else's house when we were like sixteen or seventeen, and yeah, I laughed my ass off too. That whole movie is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. <laughs> so it, it, you know. And it, it, you know, it didn't really have. I don't think it had any nudity, <laughs> and it was just language and um, violence. And right. she was just, she 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 thought it was hilarious. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I just I don't think there's anything in the Matrix is that inappropriate. No, no. I think she would. I think she. I think she'll end up liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah. So using that as an excuse to watch them again right before the new one comes out. That makes sense. I guess that's all we got for tonight. Like, we're, it's clear that we never have a shortage of things to at least touch on, right? So right. we're easily filling an hour, so that feels good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the quality of that hour is probably debatable, but we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe if we can get somebody through, like, a boring bike ride or washing dishes, it'll be all worth it. So Right, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I guess that's all, right, for, for tonight? Yep. Yep. All right. Well, I keep forgetting to touch on contact info, so I'll, I'll do that here. I don't assume that anybody's really trying to reach out, but if they do, um, our email is mostlywrongshow at gmail.com. Our show homepage is hosted by Fireside. It's at mostlywrong.fireside.fm. We have a Mostly Wrong subreddit at mostlywrong.reddit.com. And you can tweet us at Mostly Wrong Show on Twitter. But I don't expect any of that, like I said. So, with that being said, while we're mostly wrong, we'll keep trying to get it right. And that happened. <laughs> we will talk to you guys later. Alright, peace out. Bye.
Don't you 